Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. In a couple of days' time, there's to be a debate, I reckon well worth catching, on religion in contemporary society and its place in public life. Does it have a place in public life? This will be no ordinary debate. For taking part will be the former British Prime Minister Tony Blair, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Dr Rowan Williams, and the former high-profile editor of the London Daily Telegraph, Charles Moore. To preview, joining us from London is Professor Linda Woodhead from Lancaster University. Professor, thanks very much for joining us on Open House. My pleasure. This is part of a series in the Westminster Faith Debates. Tell us what ground they've covered. What's been the response to them so far, Linda? These debates have been based on a, a large research program that we've had in the UK. It's been a big national government-funded program, and the aim has been to get a lot more research in universities on religion because it's already been a neglected subject in academic research for really quite a long time. So I've been directing that research for the last six years. It was an investment of £12 million. And as we come to the end, we thought we would want to get some of the findings into public debate. And so we've been staging a series of debates in London about religion in public life. And they've covered lots of topics from, for example, religious education through to multiculturalism. And this debate with the Archbishop Tony Blair and Charles Moore will be the final, the culminating debate, looking at the place of religion in our public life. And I suppose the reason why the government spends such money on questions of religion, A, it extends across the faiths, but B, religion has been such a flashpoint, uh, especially in the UK, but also elsewhere, of course, over this last decade or so. Yeah, that's part of the reason. And part of the reason, too, is that people just assumed that we'd go on getting more secular uh, after the 1960s, and therefore there wasn't really any need to study religion. The world, in fact, was going to become more secular. That was what a lot of Europeans thought. And of course, that's just proved to be completely untrue. Uh, so, so the research has been commissioned as well to, to make up that deficit and to get a much better understanding of religion around the world. And as you say, we've been looking at all religions, uh, not, not just Christianity, but has been looking at Christianity as well. So on Tuesday, the place of religion in public life, it's often been such a troublesome issue. It certainly is today and often much misunderstood. Yes. Again, there has, there's one school of thought which went along with the secularisation idea, which thought that religion should be made completely private. So religion ought to be pushed out of public life altogether, and it was just something that you did in your leisure time, a private occupation. We don't have to think about its place in public life anymore. Well, again, very few people now believe that. There are some people who still advocate that position, uh, but increasingly we're coming to see actually religion never did, even in a, in a somewhat secular country like the UK, it never did exit public life. You know, we still have a lot of faith schools, we still have an established church, we still have religion offering a lot of welfare services. Actually, it never did go private, we just stopped noticing it was there. And, and, and another really important point is that since the 80s, religion's been changing very, very rapidly, and we want to look at what those changes mean as well for, for its place in our, in our national and public life. I suppose the point has to be made that religion or matters of faith did play a very important part in laying some of the critical foundations of Western society. Absolutely they did, uh, and uh, you really can't understand any element of society without understanding the religious background, and, and that's never actually uh, completely gone away. It still informs an awful lot of our assumptions. And it's, it's funny, in a country like Britain, people often say it's secular, 
But in our last national census, uh, 72% of people called themselves Christians still, and that's uh, not including those who call themselves Muslim and Hindu and so on. So uh, the vast majority of people still do see themselves in some sense religious. How damaging have the ongoing scandals in the church How damaging have they been in stifling the voice of the church or challenging it in our societies? Well, for the Catholic Church, of course, the child abuse scandals have been really a major factor uh, in Europe as as well as in America. And I think have, of course, damaged the... um, uh, the credibility of, of, of a moral voice of the church in, in some ways, uh, and that's been combined with lots of other problems, including a, a shortage of priests. Um, but the decline of the historic churches, both Protestant and Catholic, in Europe has been due to lots of factors, I think, not just that factor, but it has been a very dramatic decline. It's not to say that Christianity altogether has been declining. There's been more of a realignment. If you look at the UK situation now, uh, what's been growing are more charismatic and independent churches, and they now account for more than a third of Christian churchgoers in the UK, with the numbers of Anglicans and Catholics shrinking quite dramatically compared. Why do you believe there has been that decline over these decades? I think there are many, many reasons for that. Um, I think that the kind of church style of religion, the traditional style, um, which is, um, in in some ways, it's a more passive way of doing religion, uh, that you sit in the pew and you're given a a package of religion, a kind of one-size-fits-all religion. I think that since the 80s, that's been less attractive to people. People want to be more active in their religious lives, um, they want more authority themselves. They want to search and find things that are personally meaningful. And there's been more diversification. People want to go to a particular sort of religion that suits them. And all those things have impacted quite negatively on, on the historic type of church. And as you say, there certainly have been churches and movements that have responded to that and, and met people more where they are. They have. And those are exactly the ones that are doing very well. And there's been a big diversification of Christianity. You know, you can now find a form of church that's going to suit you. And again, that's not, that's not good for the historic churches that offer one basic message and one type of, of Christianity. Linda, Tony Blair's position, who's taking part in this debate, his is an interesting one. He kept his own faith somewhat at arm's length from politics and the prime ministership then left the Anglican Church converting to Catholic faith months after leaving Number 10. It is an interesting position, and in some ways it illustrates uh, uh, the kind of situation we're in in the UK, because when he was Prime Minister, uh, he famously his advisor said that we don't do God when he once proposed talking about God, and um, New Labour was a little bit cagey um, about speaking explicitly about God. However... They actually did an awful lot to to welcome faith back into public life. They were very aware of the contribution of faith groups in society, and they had a lot of policies that encouraged that. So it was a a bit of an ambivalence there. But he was uh, very reticent about speaking about his personal faith. But now we can read his autobiography. We know that he is a man of very, very deep faith conviction, which guides him very strongly. Um, But as you say, he, he also waited until he'd left office, to convert to Catholicism. His uh, wife and family are Catholic. Um, uh, I don't know, but I can guess it's something that he'd been thinking about a long time and perhaps wanting to do, but he clearly felt that that conversion was incompatible with with being the Prime Minister of a 
uh, perhaps because we still have an established Anglican church, it might have, he might have felt it would have created difficulties. And his Tony Blair Faith Foundation has been very engaged in a multi-faith dialogue, and that's had a special emphasis on tackling poverty and injustice. Yes, it has. Since he left office, um, he uh, has developed a number of foundations, and faith's been very central to what he wants to do. He's still very, very active uh, on the world stage, actually. And he has a very strong belief that you can only really address the world's problems if you take faith seriously, because it's such an important force for most people in their lives. So whether it's about tackling um, religious divisions, and of course he's got a fantastic record on what he did in Ireland, uh, and faith was taken seriously there, and now he's working in the Middle East, and again, not neglecting faith. So it's partly about the, uh, the peace agenda, but he's also very aware of how much work faith does in civil society and public life in terms of um, building up institutions that make for a well-functioning society. So he's very active in encouraging all that as well across the faith, as you say, not just Christianity. Well, I think this will, as I said before, be a debate well worth catching and people can catch it on the internet. They can. If you um, search on the internet, if you just search for religion and society or for faith debates, you'll find it. And um, we will, I hope, be live streaming the debate and it will certainly be up the following day uh, on video so that everyone can can take part. And I hope we'll be able to uh, tweet in your questions as well if you, if you want to actively participate in that way. Well, we'll put the uh, link up on our Open House Community Facebook page as well. Professor Linda Woodhead, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.